Do you buy your thermos, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thermos? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride, if you wanna 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 come over, if you wanna 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 go ride. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Deuterals Podcast. This is the weekly challenge podcast where two friends get together and we give ourselves personal challenges and we just see what happens. I'm Dustin. Bonjour, je m'appelle Ryan. Yes, that is Ryan. And we are very, very lucky, folks. This is our first guest. We've got a professional <laughs> on our hands. And that, that jolly voice you just heard, that is the one and only Carlo Rojas. Hey. Say hello. Hey, hey Carlo. Hey Ryan, pleasure Welcome to meet you. Welcome to the show, and, man. Pleasure to meet you. And hey Dustin, nice, uh, nice to see, nice to hear from you again. Uh, you know, we, we talk often, but I'm I'm really glad you guys invited me on to uh, to do this uh, this challenge, or at least be part of this challenge. It's uh, I like what you guys have been doing, and I'm really happy to be uh, part of this podcast. I'm glad to be your first guest. That's great. Thank you, brother. We we like it. And your recommendation, we'll, we'll just jump right into it. This challenge for this week was to watch a movie, and the only thing you know about the movie is the title. So we, we decided to reach out to some folks and get some recommendations, and uh, you gave us a good recommendation. Um, and only knowing the title, we watched this movie called Delicatessen in... Uh, We'll, we'll get into it, but man, what a good recommendation! Yeah, it, this is a uh, yeah to you know not not to go into it too much, but yeah, it's a foreign film, so you know m- many people aren't too uh, familiar with it. But it's you know got a, a familiar name, Delicatessen. You know, could be well. I mean, it doesn't really describe what the movie is, uh, so that that really helped me decide. You know what what I what could I recommend for you guys that might be I don't know a curveball almost like you know all right yeah here's the I title. thought it was that movie I thought it was that movie Chocolate. I was like, oh, okay, we're going to watch that Chocolat movie. No, not at all. <laughs> well, Chocolat even sounds foreign. Delicatessen sounds exactly. like deli. You know, it's a deli. It's true. Yeah, it could be It could be New York in the 70s. Who knows? Who knows? But like right. you said, it's a foreign film. It's a French film. You heard Ryan speak in some Francais. That's all I've some... got. Oh, Carla, do you know any French? No. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> you know, All right. You know what's well, funny? Um, I, I, uh, my first, <laughs> my first name is actually Giancarlo, Jean. No way. Yeah, J E A N. Giancarlo. John Jean Carlo or Giancarlo? Yeah. I like uh, Giancarlo. Carlo. That's nice. And I and I don't speak French. I'm sorry. <laughs> Giancarlo. That you've got to be Giancarlo for the rest of the uh, Giancarlo. I we 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 the first Irish Frenchman. I this uh yeah the delicatessen for me was a very interesting surprise. I didn't see when it came out. You know, nineteen ninety one. Um, that's uh that's a long time ago. I was a younger younger person back then, and I didn't see this until I was an adult. And I don't think I would have appreciated it as much, uh, you know, until I saw it as an adult. You know, there's so yeah, much. Yeah. There was, I was four year old four years old when it came out. I'd just yeah. been born dead. Right, but that movie that year, you know, famous for movies, you know, there's a yeah, yeah, did, I don't yeah, know when yeah. Jurassic Park came out, but it feels like it's like early 90s, you know. So yeah, that is you. that is so true. That is so true. Well, let's let's get into right. let's get into some fun facts about this movie. All Ryan, right, let's do it. Hit hit that ukulele, baby. Hold on to your butts. 
And we're back. Oh, man. 1991 was a hell of a movie year. Um, yeah. Murderer's Row of uh, films coming out that year had a lot of competition, so there's no surprise that this movie flew under the radar. What else um, was out in 91? Oh, I'm going to hit you with 10 real quick, but okay, there were drop so em. many. So Silence of the Lambs, Cape oh. Fear, Terminator 2, Judgment Hook. Day. Hook. Yeah, Hook's one of my favorite movies. Oh, sorry. Yeah, colon Judgment Day. Uh, Hook with Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Beauty and the Beast, Disney, Adam's Family, the animated one, Robin yeah. Hood, Thelma and Louise, My Girl, Father of the Bride. All of these came out in 1991. Um, you, you got away with a lot more in 1991, right? Oh, I, I will say, yeah, that it was released in France in 91. I think an international release was early 92. But like, I would say, I would say this movie's a 91 film, you know, but... Yeah. You know, that that era is like, you know, chock full of great films, you know, and uh, this was really like, you know, a fantastic film. If 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 not only like if, if you never if you're not used to foreign films, maybe you're not used to um, the level of production that some of these movies produce, uh, you know, are, are capable of. And this movie was a really high end production, in my, in my opinion. Yes, it yes. tricks you. So right off the start, I thought mm -hmm. this was a low budget movie mm -hmm. because they were. Everything is in this sort of yellow filter, and they were using a lot of fog and using a very small set. Sure. But as the movie progresses, you realize that the set is actually like pretty big, and they have these huge set pieces, and like shit gets kind of crazy towards oh the end God, of this movie. Yes. Right. But it, it it sort of slowly pulls you in. Like I th I thought it was going to be like a, a a movie that took place in one room, mm -hmm. right, and it ends right. up being yeah. this whole kind of apartment building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's just jump right into it, okay? The I'm going to give you a quick uh, little we're, we're spoiling synopsis this movie, of it. right? I'm, yeah, yeah we're, we're talking well, about yeah, we're, something before even people even know what it is. Yeah, yeah it's called Delicatessen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Delicatessen. Here's the plot. 1991. Centered around a post-apocalyptic society where food is scarce and used as currency, in an apartment building which a delicatessen is on the ground floor, the owner of the eatery also owns the apartment building and is in need of a new maintenance man since the prior one mysteriously disappeared. A former clown applies for the job and the butcher's intent is to have him work for as little as possible and then serve him to his odd tenants who pay the butcher in grain. The clown and the butcher's daughter fall in love and she tries to foil her father's plans by contacting the troglodytes, <laughs> a grain-eating subgroup of society who live entirely underground. So, that, yeah, that's, right the, off, that's how we set it up. That's the world right we're in. The, you know, yeah, right off the bat, dude, it was just eerie. It was like, oh my god, what are, what are we watching? Well, it, yeah, it was... even even your description of what the synopsis of the film is doesn't really give it justice because we're not we're not at given all. these details at all. These are things that are kind of felt and uh, seen, but not really defined for us. We're not given a time mm -hmm. and place. As soon as the film opens, we're just given a kind of feeling of you know what this place and time and time is. You know, it says post-apocalyptic, but we don't know if this is an alternate universe post-World War II, as if, you know, something went worse, you know, and there was no rebound or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know it, it could be any number of things. It's not defined. Uh, yeah, so it's not clear ways, when we are. You're right. Right. It and so felt... It felt like World War Two, right? That was it does right. It feels feeling. like we're trapped in that kind of era where the, you know there, there's no high technology anywhere, mm -hmm. um, and there's barely electricity it, and even phones. You know, it, well they're there. You know, there's it's not it's not terribly you know destroyed. It could have, yeah. 
it could have easily been like an alternate 1955. Right, because they all have televisions, right? Right, Mm -hmm. right. right. So, yeah, maybe it is like, er, you know, early 80s, but just really fucked up time and place somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll and I've got some Easter eggs about like as far as figuring gotta, out the time. We've, we've got to stop first, though. Oh sure. And say what the big turn of the movie is. You mention it in there, Dustin. And yeah. I want to know kind yeah. of when you guys first, when watching the movie, felt the big turn coming. Which is the the butcher is there. He's handing the meat to the people, and everybody's kind of upset. They're having these kind of strange conversations. They're all a little downtrodden. Right. And you think it's because of the war. When is it that you realize? Oh, he's serving um, people, and they know that they're being sold people. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of that is kind of in the slapstick, you know, early montage where this the previous ten, the previous you know uh, victim now, you know, that we know what the setup is, but um, yeah, he's wrapping himself up in as garbage to be thrown out so he can escape this butcher's, you know you know, clutches pretty much. And then he's caught. So we, we kind of revealed like, holy shit, this guy's murdering him. And we figure out why, because he's pretty much serving him up as meat, you know, as yeah. you know, the father. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's kind of given right away. But like, it's not, it's almost like, you know, Chaplin esque, you know, of, you know, early vaudevillian style where they're not telling you anything. It's just so ambiguous. It's just, yeah. Show don't things tell. that are happening that you're kind of like inferring. Okay. From these looks and from their, you know, mean, you know, their meanings, you know, these things happen so that it's, yeah. it's very creative in that way. And it's so, you know, it's almost, you know, it's grim, it's dark, but it's so tongue in cheek and funny at the same time. It's, 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 yeah, it's very light. And yeah. after, after the opening scene and you see the butcher catch his prey, you know, and slam his cleaver into his head, it breaks into these amazing opening credits, like yeah. the most credits. beautiful, practical opening credits. Yeah. A long tracking shot that goes through all these different knickknacks that are, you know, pretty much define the home that we're going to be spending the rest of the film in, in this huge home. It literally is a precursor to, like I said, this movie actually is very almost, it's very important in cinema history because it informs a lot of things that come after it. You know, this opening this opening credit tracking shot is reminiscent of so many things we've seen thereafter. Um, you know, I, I think of uh, a couple of montages in, in Fight Club, you know, where they just have these long tracking CG shots, you know, with some text and some, you know, different graphics like that. There's a lot of things, you know, that uh, we see over and over again. And, you know, it's not like this movie created it, but it really just was nailing oh, it in yeah. a super creative way that I don't think in 91 or the early 90s we were really, you know, seeing this yet. Yeah, those kind of open tracking shots, like the more modern example being like the Deadpool movies. Sure, yeah, it's like like oh, we can play all of this for comedic effect, Mm -hmm. right? And they got the they got the names of the important people like subtly put into the the newspaper clippings or the bar soap and like the the mirror image one, right? And that in itself are just telling a story of like what, where, what time and place we're in, you know, it's, it's helping give mm-hmm. details to it. Um, also with, you know, just generally what we're seeing in the film, um, other things that we've seen very later on, like with things like the matrix or Lord of the Rings, this movie has an overall tint to it. All the scenes have like uh, a, a rustic kind of, you know, like a, an amber tint to everything, you know, and that adds to the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, 
the the let's say the degradation of the environment, whatever the post-apocalyptic feel of the film is, it's actually felt in all the in all the frames because there's a you know a color you know t- uh, overlaid over everything. Just yeah, like that you know, the Matrix has a green on it. You know, just like the Lord of the Rings has a an, a yellow on it. You know, it, it, this movie had that uh, going on for it. You know, it was really yeah. cool to see that. Yeah, very cool. And the director uh, Jean Pierre Genet. I think I said that right. And his oh, partner. Oh, another Gene. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. <laughs> we hang out and together. His, you, you all hang out together. Uh, his partner, Mark Carroll, uh, they worked on a few films, but apparently he got the idea in 1988 when he was actually vacationing in America and he was staying in an apartment above a butcher. And he said that the, the hotel uh, food was awful and it tasted like humans. Um, and then oh, this yeah. idea kind of <laughs> came to be after that. But, you know, he's a, you know, a self-taught director, very, very French, and believes that the form of cinema, like the cinematography yeah. and the composition, is just as important as the subject in the story. And that that is evident in this film because there are so many details and little Easter eggs throughout. And we talked about trying to place this time. Mm-hmm. Um, the butcher's... <clears throat> The butcher's lover, uh, the one who has the most affection from the butcher, yeah. and he obviously feeds her more meat, and she's the most healthy-looking one in the whole apartment. Right. Um, she's reading a newspaper and says they're entering the age of uh, Virgo, which astrology charts would place it around 12,000 AD. So they're, they're hinting at it's very post-apocalyptic. Whoa, like, really? Oh. This is, yeah, so that's a little Easter egg. Um and then the main character, Dominic Pignol, he's been in a bunch of his movies, of the director's movies. Right. And he plays our main protagonist, protagonist Louison, a former circus performer. And this guy a is awesome. He is a clown. He's a clown. A clown. <laughs> a great clown. I love uh, this guy. Yeah, I remember yeah talking to you a little bit about this, and you were so excited because you remember him from um, another film he directed. Uh, these uh, Jeannot, uh, Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dominic Pignon plays a like a a, a southern space cripple in a powered wheelchair. Um, <laughs> in that movie, well, this and guy's like, got range. <laughs> he does, and he, you know, he's French, but his southern accent in that movie is spot on, and um, so in, in in this movie, the at the end of the movie, there's a big underwater scene where uh, Dominic Pignon and the female lead, I forgot her name, is underwater, and then in Alien Resurrection, we talked about that, yeah, in underwater when they flood the bathroom yeah. to escape. Um, they do that underwater scene, and in Alien Resurrection, they did an underwater scene where... Uh, he is strapped to the back of... Oh, no, I, uh, I was just getting the, the act. I'm sorry, I was thinking Wailing Resurrection you were talking about. Okay, yeah, you're talking about, yes. Um, this. Remember when they swim from deck to deck? Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, so another scene where he's underwater <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, this is crazy, but uh, they made it on a budget of 24 million francs, which is about $4 million. Oh, so this time. is a super cheap movie. Super cheap film. I, and I mean, it, they it, stretched it out because yeah. this 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 was uh you know super creative. Every every from you know it's like floor to ceiling. They used every inch of like you know mm-hmm. the set. It feels like or whatever they had because it felt it felt like you said earlier, Ryan. It's like it started small and then grew. You know, the world grew around us. You know, 
Um, yeah, it was it was a clever use of space because you don't ever feel like, oh, they, they just keep adding things, right? So mm, you right. realize, oh, there's more possibilities. And they limit those possibilities so tightly, so narrowly. Like the opening frames, I feel like you can basically see two human beings and everything else is fog. Mm, so you feel yeah. like there's like no set at all and it just like grows and grows. So even in the end, it's not that big, but it feels big, which is just good filmmaking. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious if they actually built that apartment building and shot it in order and then like destroyed it while they were. Yeah, maybe it had to be a soundstage, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. Like you're you're not going to be able to get you know camera because they did have tracking shots when they were showing the, at the yeah like you mentioned like, like we've mentioned the uh, there's a giant scene uh, a pretty big you know finale where the the this apartment building that they're all in is flooded for it's the most on, part. It's on fire. An entire yeah. room has been flooded and the floor has collapsed. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. I have oh, one so, bit I of mean, pedantry from that, though. Oh, so really? when the floor collapses, uh, Luison grabs onto the toilet. Yeah. And for some mm-hmm. reason, there's like a special board that goes under the toilet. Does that exist? That doesn't exist in the real world, right? There's not like a <laughs> special under the, the toilet the board. That's the shit board, it's, dude. That's the, the sewer pipe. You need the shit okay. board there. All right. <laughs> Apparently, that's. A, I mean, you guys know more about building houses than I do. There's a special board under the toilet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Do you just shit on the floor? <laughs> you, you think that sh- the poop pipe is just dangling there? Just hanging down. Just hanging. Man. Oh, man. But after a four a four million dollar budget, it grossed twelve point four million dollars. That's eight point four million dollar profit. So nice. Pretty it's, good return and, for a little and after movie this, that could. Uh, and after this podcast, you know, eight point four more. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. It, it we is should, We should mention it's available on Amazon, right? Right. Yeah, the, Amazon Prime. If you got it, that's how you guys find it. I, I gave you guys a copy, but you know, you guys, uh, I didn't get the give you the instructions on how to get the uh, uh, subtitles. Subtitles. I, I, yeah. <laughs> warning for everybody: this movie is French and it's got subtitles. You know, unless you speak French. I think that really gave it. Uh, I think that made it good to hear the yeah the French language and like there's just something um, so much better in <laughs> the French way of speaking. Like I we could have watched the whole movie without subtitles mm, and right. like still enjoyed it just as much. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's you know a sign, a, a sign of great cinematography is being able to just turn off the audio. And still follow everything that's happening in the film, you know. And I think you would definitely get that in this film. Yeah, I almost felt like everybody in the movie actually had a background as clowns. Like, there's mm, all these fun yeah. little choreographed scenes of where the girl, she's got her glasses off and she can't find where the tea is or whatever, <laughs> where the two of them are bouncing on the bed, or even the fight scenes are very like showy choreographed fight scenes. Yeah, it all, yeah. all clowns, all of them, all clowns. Oh, Clunes. And uh, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy how, yeah, you see, like everyone does have these, like their own defined, like um, they're, they're almost cartoonish, you know, each of these characters, you know, they're, 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 they're so surreal, you know, you, you almost can't imagine them. And again, like this is, you know, I, I did see Amelie, I think, before I saw this film. Maybe. I oh, think. yeah. We should point that out. This director. Right. So there's two directors listed to the project, and it seems that they've worked together on almost every movie, mm-hmm. except for one being Amelie, which is 
I mean, of this guy's career, the biggest movie he's probably ever made, right? Yeah, the biggest international, you know, like acclaimed film for sure. But you know, um, you know, people who are fans of you know cinema definitely have heard of him before and know of his other films, like um, what was it? Um, something strange. Was it, Ch- was it City of God? Oh, Chil- the City of Children. Yeah, City of Children. Yeah, City of Lost Children. I think. Uh, yeah, did I mean, not see that one. Have you yeah. seen Amelie, Dustin? Uh, a long time ago. Every yeah. girl I ever wanted to sleep with in college <laughs> like loved that movie. And so I had never seen too. it. Yeah, <laughs> they all had that haircut. It was really after college more so. Yeah. I mean, I just really wanted to sleep with those Amelie girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a super cute French film, and it's about a super cute French girl, and it's got all this quirkiness to it that, again, like we – most people hadn't seen before, but if you're familiar with uh, at least Delicatessen, you know, it, it's not the same. This isn't a cute movie, but it's it's terribly endearing. Everything that happens is just so like they have to cut everything that's happening with comedy. And that like they kind of set that up with this guy, you know, trying to escape yes. whatever fate he's in. We don't even know what fate he's in for. But like the first scene where the butcher puts out a cigarette and throws it in the gra- trash can and he just kind of gives that a little yelp. And they're kind of looking at each other. Yeah, they're like, huh? What? <laughs> and, and you think he's going to get away. Like, yeah. And, and uh, he doesn't. He does not get away. And then, as, as we said before, you slowly see the people get in line and start eating this guy. Yeah. And at first, when we were watching it, and um, I didn't think the people knew. I didn't think the, the tenants were in on the, on the scheme of... Eating the maintenance guy, the yeah. new maintenance guy, the new maintenance guy, and then it's slowly revealed like every single one of these people is in on it, and everyone's trying to know. survive. You know, no one wants to, yeah. you know, own up to the fact that you know this is like you know the the way things are. But you know, oh yeah, who hold on is to some... who is the enemy they're fighting? Some sort of communist rat robot army? Those were there were those posters on the wall and like subtle. Things in the newspaper saying like "communiste troglodyte" and like uh, talking about like whoever the troglodytes are, you know, right. those are the people. Those are technically like the pure people, and the the purest people in this movie are the grossest. Remember, there's the guy who lives in the basement that eats snails and frogs. Yeah, and his apartment is all that was gross, your that was your fro- guy. That was my favorite guy. <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, they're the the grossest people. So the the troglodytes, the ones that live under the in the sewers, mm-hmm. and the guy in the basement who doesn't eat people meat, he harvests the snails and frogs. He like floods his basement to make a environment where frogs and snails can live and repopulate, and he just slowly eats them. Damn. Like the purest people are the grossest in this Yikes. movie. I like how useless that character was, too. Like, the, he has this really intense look and a lot going on, but he interacts in the plot in no way. <laughs> he never matters. He's just there. I think the troglodytes are those underground the underground group of uh, people that uh, help to maybe uh, help... Uh, what was his name? Louison? What's his name? Julie and Louison. 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 But um, I think that it's a Julie? call back to the nineteen, like to the Paris Resistance and like the the uh, French underground. Yeah, and, you know, there's, there, I mean, there's definitely some callbacks there, you know, to a lot of things. But um, I think you're right, and I think for a French audience, like they have a fantasy 
that had they been alive during the war, they would have been part of the Mm -hmm. French underground. When in reality, they would have just gotten (laughs) along just like every other French person. Very. I don't. I don't know how big the French resistance really was. Right, right. I mean, this one it was just you know a group, you know, a small group of people, but you know, uh, effective nonetheless. Well, I guess Julian Luson helped themselves at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and, they definitely do. The Australian. Yeah. Yeah, the Australian, the the magical butterfly knife. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, just like that butterfly knife, let's let's review the uh, experience. Let's talk about. Our what own do you experience. wait? What do you mean? Just like that butterfly knife? Let's review the experience. Oh. Do you want to say like Spoilers? just like that butterfly knife? Let's take it on back to the review. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> now can you say what you just said backwards? <laughs> je, je m'appelle Ryan. So uh, this was my challenge, you guys, and the the idea was um, to watch a movie only knowing the title. And yeah, Dustin, why was this? Why was this the challenge? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, what? Because you put this on the list before we ever started the show, and I just don't understand really what motivated it. I think my motivation is um, I grew up watching movies and loving movies, and I can speak in movie quotes. Um, I could probably reenact Forrest Gump from beginning to end if I had a gun to my head. Um, the, the main thing I was trying to get out of are these algorithms, I think, um, Mm. where we have the situation now with Netflix and Amazon prime and, you know, you can just scroll until you find something that fits your taste that, you know, you like, just like, you know, go to McDonald's, like. I know what a McDonald's cheeseburger tastes like. Love a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, sure. It's and it's reliable. You go to you go to France and you don't like the shitty baguettes and the escargot. You can walk down and get a Royale with cheese, <laughs> and you know exactly what it tastes like, right? Yeah. Royale with cheese. I wanted to get out of that, and the only way to get out of that is to you, you have to get out of the computer or the smart TV or whatever, and you got to talk to people. So. I fielded some questions and I asked Carlo and I know Carlo's a big movie guy and you know, certain people you, you just appreciate their input and you're going to, if they make a suggestion, you're going to take it. And that's, you know, we used to live like that. Someone would say, you got to watch this movie or Mm. you got to see this TV show. Um, But now people don't, I don't think people do that anymore other than catching up on binging shows and stuff. And there still is like a giant catalog of movies that I haven't seen and other people haven't seen. That yeah, like you, you almost would never know. I wouldn't, you know, uh, I wouldn't have. Uh, I I don't think this movie would have come up. Like I've had Prime. I I don't think I've seen it up on there. And it's one of my favorite films since I saw it years ago. Um, but yeah, it's not common. And you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't be. It's very interesting. You know, the, yeah, the, and and I would say, like I said, um, I would almost say it's important in terms of cinema. You know, like uh, the time and place that it came out in, and the type of range that it has creativity, uh, creatively to tell a story. I think was seen in a lot of things thereafter, not only in their projects but in other films. So, you know, yeah, it's it's it, it, yeah. I'm glad you guys uh, liked it and took my recommendation for one. But yeah, I think the when you told me the challenge, I think I was more interested because yeah, I was looking. 
you know, I have a, a decent knowledge of, you know, movies and, you know, maybe some avant-garde films and, you know, some more obscure independent films. But, you know, I was thinking with the challenge, you know, I wanted to pick a title, like almost like a one word title to kind of throw you off uh, to as to what this uh, movie could be. So, I mean, from that angle, what did you guys think this movie was going to be about? Um, Del- well, I had no clue, but because I didn't know about it until about a minute before we started watching it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like Dustin, sh- I, I guess we should say Dustin came over to my house. Dustin drove all the way from Athens to Atlanta just to watch a movie with me. We That's ate awesome. some, uh, sandwiches yeah. from Delia's. It was awesome. And, uh, so I could see like the, the art and it's like the, like the movie poster and it's like a pig. Mm-hmm. So I could tell like, Oh, this has to do with like killing. Uh, really wow you got it from the the cover art that's crazy yeah you know you see like a a butchered pig and you're like okay i i I get this this is not gonna be about running a deli right so yeah um i could feel the vibe uh that was about killing and death um and then yeah yeah that's that i think that's how quickly i figured it out i guess yeah but you can't you can't predict that it's gonna be like a fun clowning movie with a bunch of like (laughs) sweet little vignettes Yes, you would never know how sweet this movie is. Between the horrific, like murders, there's just some beautiful moments of. There's not even that many horrific murders. They're more cute. Well, there's the first one. We don't have to go through all of them. (laughs) There, (laughs) the whole the whole movie is is horror wrapped in like yeah baby blue ribbon. (laughs) Like is is great and the clowning going on like dominic pignon he must be a classically trained like circus performer because he was doing tricks and he's playing the saw yeah like oh i love the bubbles he's he takes a cigarette from two small children who for some reason are smoking cigarettes and you you think he's gonna like smoke in 1991 yeah that's what's what's different about this and he takes the cigarette and he blows it through a pipe and at the end of the pipe i guess he makes a bubble and then he traps that bubble inside of another bubble and it's very very nice and sweet (laughs) man it was yeah it was a great ride i'll say that the the movie right you know it was eerie at the beginning and you go along having for me i'm trying to i'm trying you know when i watch a movie my mind is already trying to think of it from like a screenwriter director standpoint like where is this going to take me yeah and i couldn't do that with this movie which i which i liked like that's that's why i feel like i wanted to do this challenge like i want a movie not knowing the plot not researching it on imdb.com just having the title and the recommendation and someone saying this is going to blow your mind like when what other movies has that happened for you, Carlo? Yeah, like, like has I mean, recommended a movie? Yeah, for you? No, but like, I, I even with like the title thing, like, you know, it's a, a, a title does a lot of times just even give it away. It's like you know, w- what's Jurassic Park three going to be about? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Delicatessen is just like what, yeah, and, but it, it, it rightfully owns this kind of like special place. Uh, I think like when I first heard of this film, I think I was in, uh, I, was, I think I was in school in Brooklyn, and uh, so a teacher recommended it, or you know, a teacher w- maybe it was just part of something we were watching in, in class. But you know, um, 
at that time I was getting, you know, recommendations left and right of films I never heard of. And so I was always surprised, almost always with, you know, anything I saw from another country, you know, just just the the amount of range of uh, of storytelling there is out there, you know, with the same medium, you know, just pretty much time, sound, you know, place and, you know, voices, you know, just over in in different ways. Uh, So I'm, I'm really happy to, you know, have, you know, seen this and really have that that knowledge of, you know, of, of other cinema out there, especially, you know, like, uh, I guess I'm a little late to it because yeah, I feel like I wish I could have been seeing, you know, stuff like this all along. I feel like I'm so late to this stuff. You know, this is, it it doesn't feel dated. Did it, did it feel dated to you guys? I mean, it it felt like it was an older film maybe because of the, because it's film. Yeah. Because it's film. Right. But like, (laughs) still the visually, like it, it still was, you know, yeah, this movie know. holds up. Yeah. It, it holds up. Like it, you could someone could make this today and add a filter to it and make it look exactly the way it was like back then right. with the same practical effects. Mm-hmm. But today, you know, they would have they wouldn't have used all those cool camera tricks. Like they were just classic camera tricks um, and old school style of filmmaking. And like yeah, like almost like a angles. Buster Keaton movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and um, the one, one, another thing I noticed is, um, along with the cinematography, a lot of like the angles that we get from the early, at least early on in the film, is like we're always kind of like peering into these rooms from different angles. A lot of Dutch angles, a lot of things that are the cameras just tilted at the at the at the subject at the characters, and so we're always like uh, you know treated like we're. we're you know, spying on these people in some way, you know, it, we're infiltrating yeah. their lives. So, you you're know, one of the troglodytes looking in, right? Yeah. You're all, yeah. A lot of times we see the butcher, he's, he's very tall and much bigger than everybody else in the film, but we always see him like from a downward angle, you know, and he's towering over everyone. So that, you know, there's so many elements to this film that every time I watch it, I actually appreciate it a little bit more uh, just because there's so much depth to it. There's visual depth, there's audio, audible depth, you know, there's depth in the characters um, and their interactions together, you know, it's really fun. Well, yeah. speaking of depth, in this movie we've got this uh, this group of people who live underground. And right. on this podcast we've got this system where each challenge is custom, so we create a custom review for each Ooh. challenge. Yep. Uh, it's my job to create the review this week, right, Dustin? Correct. It's my gig. So, <laughs> I think in this movie, um, the troglodytes, we Googled it, right, Dustin? We Googled what troglodyte meant. It meant somebody who lives in a cave. <laughs> but in this movie, it's not very clear how many troglodytes there are. At one scene, they all kind of jump out of some garbage <laughs> hidden around this girl. And I think there's nine. So on a scale of one to nine troglodytes, how do you rate this challenge? Hmm. Dustin. Yeah, I'll go. I got to give it a straight up nine, dude. Nine troglodytes. Nine troglodytes from an uh, access standpoint. You could probably find this movie on any streaming service right now. So very easy. Uh, It's a short film. It's about uh, 98 minutes. So less than two hours. Um the the movie sucks you in and you you this is a totally believable lived in world and you get lost in the story and i like 
I want to watch it again, and I'm going to watch it again because there are a lot of subtle Easter eggs in there that now I'm going to be looking for. And all the different little families and different characters in there all have their own motivations. And, and I, you know, I was just blown away from my first time watching it that I want to go back and do it again. So, nine. Give it a nine. Ooh. All right, Gene, don't call me Giancarlo. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with What nine. did you think? Yeah, oh, nine man. out of nine. Now, limits. wait, guys, are you reviewing the movie or the challenge? Uh, the review challenge I think are one of the same. The movie, um, well, I mean, I'm, this is my first challenge, and you know, so thank you guys. Uh, I, even though I wasn't part of it, I, you took my suggestion. Um, I Hang think on. it's let me let me jump in real quick. Yeah, nine out of nine because if you do this, you need to be going to a friend or a family member or you know someone that you 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 value their opinion. So like you're you're going and you're seeking the opinion of a friend, not. A, a critic, not Metacritic, not Rotten Tomatoes. Like you, you're going to a friend for suggestions. So, adding that personal element makes this, I think, a nine out of nine because this is what this podcast is about. It's you know doing things a little differently, doing things the hard way. And in today's age, Netflix and Amazon Prime are easy, and those algorithms make it easy for you. But going to a friend and having a, an experience where they give you a recommendation, and it's exactly what you're looking for. Nine out of nine. Oh, that's why I like it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, for me, mine was more the film, but yeah, being part of the challenge, I would definitely take a recommendation. You know, that's for me is super interesting. I want to see a film that I haven't you know heard about before, and just going in on the title and going in just knowing the title and just uh, knowing that it's a a favorite of a friend's, uh, you know, would definitely sell me on anything. So, like, yeah, I want to, I want to do more of that. That sounds like the 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 right thing I want to do when I pick my movie next. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I'm not going to be as enthusiastic as okay. you boys. I'm not giving this nine troglodytes. Okay, <laughs> nine this didn't out of nine troglodytes. This like this didn't like. Uh, change my life you know this was just a nice i really appreciate the gesture of you giving us the suggestion for the movie a uh, really well thought out suggestion a really interesting movie and i especially appreciate the gesture of dustin getting over to atlanta at like 9 10 in the morning and nice. buying me breakfast and hanging out with me and my puppy and watching a movie <laughs> um so for something like that i'd give nine triglodytes but if the movie and the challenge are one and the same, it's a good movie, but this movie isn't really saying anything. Mm, this movie okay. doesn't inform my worldview in any way. This movie is art in the sense of how it is shot and acted, but not really in the sense of bringing anything new to to my mind, I guess, to my mind palace. Okay, yeah. So... I'm going to have to remove a couple troglodytes there. And also the movie has some strange pacing <laughs> yeah. uh, that we didn't quite get into. Occasionally things are just kind of like uh, props are set up for like no real reason. Sometimes troglodytes come down from the ceiling when we know they're coming up from the floor. Like there's just sort of like <laughs> stupid, dumb editing that happens. And like like some simple stuff like where you think something's coming from the left and then it comes out of the right of the camera. Like mm. stuff like that happens in this movie. Um, but it's a very fun, very cute movie that I absolutely recommend. Um, I wonder if Scorsese would say it's cinema or not. 
I think it is cinema for its uh, technique, but so are the Marvel movies, right? Like, Ooh, amazing yeah. technique going into those. So I'm going to give this six out of Ooh, nine troglodytes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I really don't know what to say, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just, you know, a few moments ago said if it was something like that, I'd give it nine out of nine. And it it was exactly like that. Hey, man. I did come. And I brought you breakfast. You didn't and- come. We watched a movie. I didn't come. You did it no. just like Sting. I did. Yeah, yeah. We hold it in. Here, one second. I gotta, I gotta open this uh, Perrier bottle. Bottle. Yeah. You told me, you told me I needed to drink red wine, but I couldn't find any at the gas station, so I found French oh. water. Yeah. And, oh, and I think good. perhaps it's the French water or just the French uh, je ne sais quoi in me that just makes me dark and dreary and hate things. So. Oh yes, yes. It's the French and, influence. Yep. But, you know, maybe you missed this very important line from Luisson. No one is extremely evil. It's just circumstance. No, you're absolutely right. And the butcher hears him say that. And the butcher is moved. And then the butcher does nothing different because yeah. of it. It informs his actions in no way. He still becomes a madman breaking down a door with cleavers. Even though but he's heard this important information... It makes it doesn't affect it doesn't affect anyone. Everybody continues to act exactly as they would have before that. Stop it! (laughs) Stop! They they've been eating human meat for years, so they go crazy. When you're a cannibal, you kind of go a little crazy. Yes, yes, and you're crazy, and I love you. Let's pick a new (laughs) challenge, baby. Let's pick a new challenge. Oh well, hey, before can you guys recommend a film for me? Oh yeah, Dustin, do you got one for him? Um, hopefully one I never heard of. <laughs> yeah, uh, have you seen Wally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's like that's a great movie. <laughs> what about Toy Story? Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> Pixar movies. Man, you put me on the spot. Um, have Have you ever seen Hard Target with the Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah, I've seen Hard Target. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Let me get back to you. Okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll add that Wait, in. what's the great what's the great Brazilian one? Um, City of God. <laughs> yeah, Did you yeah. See that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you I, saw I've that one. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to think of like avant garde movies, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. You ever uh, seen uh, Wally? <laughs> I'll see Wally again. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys. Yeah, uh, watch Wally. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. Okay, ladies and gents, it's that time of the show, and all of our friends mm-hmm. across the binary. We are picking our next challenge, and we got a uh, we reached out to you lovely listeners on the interwebs and asked for some suggestions, some oh, holiday nice. suggestions. Christmas is right around the corner, and we want to do a Christmas challenge. So we got quite a few, and I'll I'll read some off. You know, we got some really good ones from. We got Katie Scarlet, 21. She said, make the perfect Yule log cake. I don't think I've ever eaten a Yule log cake. I didn't um, even know it was a thing. Is that like king cake? Uh, I love but, king cake. But uh, no babies in it, I no. guess. Oh, jeez. Um, That's the best part you know, about we got king a, cake. We, we got a lot of suggestions to do something charitable, to do some anonymous um, random acts of kindness, those oh. types of things. I feel like we um, get that that suggestion every time we put out a yeah. feeler for suggestions. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Be nice, be nice, 
Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> hey, all right. Do you want a nice guy as a boyfriend? No. You want no. a bad boy. You need a give bad us some, boy. Like give us some bad Dustin. suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Frank Rudy says, hey, if you like tattoos, check out our page. So thanks. Oh, thanks, uh, Frank. Thanks. Thanks um, for the spam, man. <laughs> Is, 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 is he like subliminally dropping a suggestion? Get a tattoo. Challenge <laughs> tattoo. each other to get tattoos. No, it's just like, hey, do you like pictures of tattoos, man? <laughs> I got cool tattoos to show you. But I, I'm not a tattoo artist. I just aggregate tattoos. Uh, we got some caroling. Go caroling. Oh, uh, who, that's, who? From, that's from uh, K.L. Crawley, our girl Kristen. Oh, nice. I like that suggestion. And... Uh, Miss Liz Betty, she said, she gave us a few. Um, she said, see how many Christmas trees you can fit in your mouth. I think that's pretty what? good. <laughs> I could get a branch or two. Um, I could maybe get a whole tree. Carlo, how many how many menorahs do you think you could fit in your mouth? Oh, man. Uh, the, the candy ones? Like 10. Nice. Uh, Liz also said we should try to walk around our house with uh, a fully lit menorah on our head. And oh, so... <laughs> I don't know. That might be a little problematic. No, we're gonna burn down our houses. Um, or is it bad just to put a menorah on a Christian guy's head? Is that bad? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> does he I, does I he disappear? Know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? Yeah. Uh, our our friend Alex Deckard says literally deliver presents to every child in the world. Whoa. So it's a want great us to idea. Be Santa, that's a great idea. It's a great I think idea. That'd be you good. Freaking idiot. We're gonna need we're gonna need a bigger budget, Alex. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we also got um, from uh, Kristen Barfoot. She said, "Design your own ugly Christmas sweater." That's pretty cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a great suggestion from a listener. Is it? Is name wow, is this Sedge. is a lot of suggestions. Yeah, he said. Pee your hat or poop your pants, Damn. whoever the fuck wow. that is. That's an interesting yeah. suggestion. And another interesting one from Connor Reedy says, pick a food for each other to eat. For example, sardines. Oh. Very holiday themed. I Connor. like that challenge <laughs> of like making each other eat something gross, though. That'll have to happen down the line. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that Because I get a feeling talking to listeners and from the mail and stuff that people want us to suffer. Um <laughs> And I, we're, we're going to have to do that. Because, like, with our first challenge, I think we suffered a good bit, the run 10 miles. So I think people yeah. people want to see us uncomfortable, and we've been a little comfortable as of late. So I understand. We'll In the new year, we'll hurt ourselves for, for your yeah. enjoyment. Well, uh, and then I think we, we put – there were – I mean, there was a ton of suggestions. Those are just some of the best ones. And, um, Ryan, I think you were going to – put them in a hat or something and draw one or I don't know what your plan was. To yeah, I was going to put them in a hat and draw one and I thought about all of them and I can't make a good show out of any of those suggestions. Those are very <laughs> fun and we appreciate them, but we're trying to create a, an A plus bit of content over here <laughs> and those suggestions aren't helping. So Damn. I came up with my own because I can talk about it for a long time oh and it's gosh. very fun <laughs> And six Dustin, out of nine. Dustin six out of nine troglodytes poo-pooing on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a nine out of nine troglodyte suggestion. Oof. Dustin, do it or else next week. Go get your picture taken with Santa Claus. Wow. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> See? It's better yeah. than everybody else's suggestion, isn't it? Come okay. on. That's why I'm there, on this show, and they're listening, all right? Are, are there any sub sub clauses? <laughs> no. Any, any Santa Claus of any kind, there needs to be a photograph taken with you and Santa Claus in any form, however however that gets done. All right. You How and about Santa. Bo- bonus points if you can get an elf on your lap while you're sitting in Santa's lap? Oh. I, I support it. Bonus points okay. if you can convince a, a saucy little elf to join in the fun. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, if, maybe she's an anomaly. You know what I mean? Mrs. Claus. I don't know. Maybe Mrs. Claus. You know? Hey. I, <laughs> get a, get a, I like get a, it. a Claus sandwich lap thing going. Yeah, uh, a uh, a claws. Um, a, fuck, I don't know what he's gonna say. <laughs> a claws crumpet. What's a crumpet? Uh, <laughs> you guys are falling apart, Giancarlo. Where can people find you and hey. all your awesome stuff? Thank you guys for yeah inviting me. Um, my name on uh, social media. Well, on uh, Instagram, you can follow me. It's uh, dat sleep life. Um, or you can see. Or hear me on my uh, podcast that I'm on called Keep Calm and Game On, a, a weekly gaming podcast. We're, currently, we're on hiatus, but we've uh, been. It's producing... a terrific show. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, previously, we we're on another. I uh, was on another show, Unlimited Lives. It's still on. Um, check either of those shows out if you guys are into gaming. Uh, but you could also check me out on twitch.tv slash gus underscore fifty three or friend me on Steam gus underscore fifty three. There. Great streamer. Great podcasts. Give him a listen. Yep. Thank you guys so much. Thank Not you for coming on. Problem. Our pleasure. And thank you for listening. Our handle on Instagram is at do it or else pod. And we will be sure to post our uh, Santa Claus adventures um, and our and our photos. Maybe uh, maybe bonus points if you can <laughs> kiss him on the cheek and get that in the photo. Nice. I don't know. Beautiful. Hey. Um, I guess we're but, getting real saucy in this little Christmas but, episode next week. Let's see how yeah. it goes. Extra cranberry <laughs> sauce. All right, babies. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks, Carlo. Oh, thanks. Bye.